This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Well, church, I want to share a little bit with you, and um, I've got a Bible verse I'm going to read, but I'm going to also share from uh, my favourite ministry and, and, and it's Billy Graham book that his thoughts that he puts together, and I, I oh, look, I've been reading his thoughts, and I get, I pick up a lot. And he inspires what he's done. And you know how God used his ministry. How God used this man. He not only spoke, he spoke to thousands and thousands, literally thousands of people, wherever he went. God moved him. He even went into the prime ministers and the presidents and of all around the world he made contact. God used this man so mightily. And, and the words that he spoke were very simple and straightforward that touched the heart and soul of man and made them think about who they are and where they are and who God is and God challenged their life. And um, so I, I really enjoy his thoughts and his thoughts is sharing God's forever, sharing God forever. And that's something, church, we've got to be prepared to do because that's what we're going to do one day is that all our goal is to be where? One day, to be absent from this body, present with the Lord. And that's the place we call heaven. And it says it'll be for what? Eternity. So that tells me we're going to be with God forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen, which means let it be. And um, so that that verse is um, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And I'm just going to read a a little bit um, on that. And um, but yeah, sharing God forever. Um, But if you look, your life may seem. I've got to get this word right now, Lorraine. Monotonous, what is it, Mon- <laughs> metonymous, that's it, yeah, your life may be metonymous and filled with drudgery, yet remember, if you are a Christian, you are not working for an hour or for a day, but for eternity, hello, that's what it's all about. We are working for eternity to be with God. Um, when his body, when this body of corruption shall take in, in immortality, another part of our work will begin. For the scripture te- teaches that God's servants shall serve him forever. God's servants will serve him forever. I just want to use a little illustration here of someone that um, we lost and loved so dearly. Um, Just last week we had a a funeral service and she was a member of our church, (coughs) loved the Lord, loved God. And um, this particular lady, I grew up virtually, I've known her, she's a year and a half younger than me. So we grew up together on the mission, her life, and then... 
um, went to school together and, and things like that. So we really knew each other well. And she's related to me. And she, she told me that every time we used to be together. But she was, uh, but she was a, um, uh, a girl that was out there. She had these big, beautiful eyes. The eyes, we used to nickname, we called her Roving Eye because she had these wonderful big eyes that oh, roamed and looked at her. But um, um, she had, uh, when she was growing up, her life, um, we had our first Aboriginal girls marching team up there in Tari was formed. And there's photos of her marching. And I actually saw her myself. I'm watching her marching in House Street of Tari. And back then, Aboriginal people, uh, to do this was, ooh, look, who's these Aboriginal people marching up our street sort of thing? You know, it was taboo sort of thing. It wasn't looked, it was frowned upon. But they, she was an icebreaker. She broke through that barrier. And there's these girls, this full team of marching girls, proudly marching up the street of Tari. And wow, and us Aboriginal people were just so proud of these girls. And there's Will, this girl, lady, she's marching through there and, and uh, dress flying with the hat on, legs going as they marched. And um, all these little skinny legs, Aboriginal girls and Aboriginal men got skinny legs and they're just walking up, marching up the street and all these people are in awe watching them. You know, they travelled to Sydney, they travelled to Melbourne uh, and Canberra and just this marching team just built, grew, grew up and, um, and they were so proud of that moment in their life. But this lady, after a time as she left school, she had some, um, some brokenness in her life and some sad times and, which um, brought her life down and brought her self-esteem down and, um, you know, for being up there, down in the low part of her life and um, alcohol took abuse of her life. And um, she lived a, uh, that life just every day and crying and feeling sorry for herself. And when the pain got too bad, the old bottle stepped in and jumped up down and, and numbed, her, numbed her what she was going through. And, uh, but all the time she would, now and again, if she bumped into me, she'd come up to me crying and cuddle me and kissed me and on the cheek there and, and um, I felt for her in her times like that but praise God God stepped into her life and changed her life and that lady really when she made that commitment to God she made a commitment to God to follow him and uh, her life completely changed she um, she would she moved around and people got to know her. And, and, and she must have got well known because at her funeral service, there were 600 people in the hall that day at the service. And when I went down the graveside, there was another 200 down there waiting because they knew they wouldn't fit in up there. You know, when people know you and love you and what you do, they want to be there to say goodbye to you as well. It just spoke. To me, that spoke how much he was loved by people. And, and I knew there, there was a lot of people who would have said, this lady, she gave me food. She gave 
She gave me shelter when I needed it. She prayed for me when I was sick. You know, and uh, a lot of people how it was going to, I knew would would have would have taken hours talking about it. And but I had to cut that time off. But um, it was a service just went so beautiful that day, and uh, you could see everyone was just moved and touched. But the beauty of this service, I just want to say, is they knew that this lady was a Christian. They knew that this lady loved God, and. Everything was shared about her was how God used her to touch their life. And, you know, and that's a, that, that's a testimony on itself, just in her, our life. You know, that's something that we as Christians and as believers in God, we are the light and, uh, of people's lives. We are the God is light that shines through us, that gives us the love share that love with other people that are in need and sick. And in her life, she started to get a little bit, um, her body started to break down because of the abuse of her early life. And, and it, or, uh, continually at times, you'd see a limping in the church. Oh, Russ, I want you to pray for me today. My knee's sore. And, um, and uh, I'd have to pray for her that after the service. Oh, the next week, it would be, be a sore arm on my back. And, um, and all the time, I'd pray for her. As soon as I'd pray for her, oh, that feels good. And she'd be out there and, and she, you know you'd be out, she'd be out there talking to somebody and praying for somebody. Even when she was so sick at times when she had to go to hospital, the, um, they'd rush her down to John Hunter and um, she'd be there getting treated, emergency, and you'd see other people would be coming in there all the time with their car accidents and other emergencies. You know, this lady would get up off her sick bed and feel for those other families over there that are grieving and crying for something that's happened to their, their son or their daughter or their mother or their father. She would get out of her sick bed and go over there and say, Oh, you're all right. How are you? And she'd see them all broken and crying. And she'd say to them, you know, can I pray for you? And they'd say, yeah, please pray for us. And she would pray. Whether they were black or white, any colour, race or whatever, if he, she saw those people in need, God would lay that on her heart and she'd go over and pray. That beautiful lady today, everyone at that funeral service would all agree with me today. Where is she? She's up in heaven. She spent an eternity now, her life, her gold. She's serving God even in heaven right now. And that's what it's all about, church. That's our destiny as Christians, to move in that way. Some time ago, a man said to me, you might be mistaken for no one has ever come back from the grave and tell us. I replied, sir, that's exactly where you are wrong. Someone has returned and his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as you know, the death of Jesus, why he came to this earth, 
to show us the way, the truth and the life, to show us how to share and love one another. And, um, and his purpose was to shed his body, his blood on the cross of Calvary, to break the, the, the power of sin and death over us today. That's why today there's a one verse that comes out, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? And as you read on further, the sting of death is sin and so forth. There's just no... In our death, absence from this body, present with the Lord. That's where I believe, where I will be one day, up there and to be with my dear sister again. The birth of Christ was announced to shepherds in a field doing what they did every other evening. God isn't looking for flashy people doing extraordinary things. He's revealed himself to those who are faithful in the ordinary things. That's what God's looking for. Faithful people. People that are where the rubber meets the road. People are willing to go out of their way, out of their comfort zones for others. They're the people God's looking for. They're the people God's going to lay his attention and his power and presence upon. They're the people that he's going to lift up. And God's going to use. God can use any one of you here today, can walk out of this door, and God can give you a, a, a purpose right there to go out and do whatever he wants you to do. And if you follow him faithfully and digitally, you follow him what he says to do, God will honour and bless you and pour out his favour upon you. And there was, he said, I will supply all your needs. I will grant thee whatever thy desires to do my will. There is nothing that you shall want but just go forth in my name and in faith do my work. Hallelujah. Do the will of God, church. Do whatever God asks you to do. They don't have to be, you know, oh, look at me, look at me, I'm doing this. No, he's not looking for people for that. He's looking for the people that just wants to go out forth and just do whatever they see, whatever God lays on his spirit on their heart for that person. This one here, she'd come home one day and she said, oh, Lorraine said, I was in the line of, the, of this, we had the food trolley and this person's in front and, um, and, she, and God laid her on her heart. She just said to this person, it's all right, I'll fix it up. How many people do that? She turned around and looked at her and said, oh, thank you. How did she need that? She see that she, she, she never had much money. And when Lorraine did that for us, like, something happened, touched her heart, touched her spirit, that somebody cared for me. Somebody helped me today. And I really needed that help. You know, that's what I'm talking about. 
That's such light shining of love that touches people's hearts and lives. And you don't have to be a grown-up person. You don't have to be somebody, you know, has built your name up. No. You could be a, a, school, a young person. And I, I just love Nathan and Kiralee's boys and their, where their heart is and, you know, even them, even where they go to school and at their age can be a blessing to other children. That little boy is sitting over there that no one else wants to play with in the playground. Or that little girl over there always sits, <clears throat> comes to school, sits by herself. Nobody, like I'm in a school up there where there's a thousand children and yet I still see these little odd little places where these kids sit on their own because no one talks to them, no one shares any time with them and they're just happy to sit on their own and you see this loneliness so much in their life just waiting for that one little person to come up and say hello and introduce yourself and be a friend to that person and, and allow that child to be part of that school and part of that education. And it's like in life, we're able, you know, we don't have to be at school, but in our adult life, when we look out and we see notice people out there, God is looking for servants like that. Serving God forever. Our time on this earth is maybe, you know, up home there, you're an, you're an elder up there at 50 year old, because a lot of our people don't make it any much further than 50s. The 60s you do, you get the 60 you're doing well. <clears throat> Our time on earth is not long much, but boy, let's make an impact. Let's use that time on earth. Look at what Jesus did when he was on this earth. The biblical, the Bible tells, like the astrologists out there, so to say, that Jesus was what is in his 34 when he when the Lord took him back to heaven to be with him, when God took Jesus back. You know, he was only in, when you look at that in us in that time, that seems young, but <clears throat> boy, look at the time when he, the moment he was able to, he was a young man in synagogues preaching, talking to wise men of, in, in, of God and, and, and he, he didn't, like normal boys would be with playing around with their, their age group, Jesus was with these high men of God, so-called men of God, that religious men, and, and um, the wisdom that and, and was coming out of this young man. But he, was on a, he had a purpose. And did he change his purpose? Did he change what he had to do? No. He served the Father. He was there for what the Father wanted him to be. And he went right through to, right to, the, to the end where he sat, gave his life for you and me. Amen? That's a, that's a... Jesus came to show us the way, the truth and the life. And we're going to have persecution. We're going to have times where we will be in struggling and there will be times where people will rubbish us and knock us and, and say things about us. But church, we've got to take that on the chin, as they say, and just keep moving on in God. You know, and there was always going to be those people. 
And just like this beautiful lady that showed me that if you're a, a man or a woman of God, people obviously in this world will recognise who you are and what you are. And that's, that was this beautiful lady's life. And it was a real testimony of her. Just um, in, in sharing this word, I want to share with you now, it's in a, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3. And it speaks about the hope of eternal life. And Peter was um, um, persecuted for what he was doing and so were the, the people. Um, the Christians were very uh, scattered because they were scared of, of the persecution that they were going through at that time. And Peter's letter is to encourage them to keep on going, keep on doing what you're doing. Don't lose your faith in, in Jesus. Even though the enemy's out there. And um, so this is his uh, letter here. And um, it says in verse 3, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is, it is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. Hello? Who likes to have an inheritance? Me. <laughs> you know, my father wasn't rich, but boy, did he love me and care for me and gave his heart and soul. And um, we had a little bit of his inheritance. We passed around our family of ten. So we didn't get many dollars out of that. <laughs> but, man, were they precious. That meant so much to us. And, guys, you have an inheritance um, from God. And an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And though your faith, oh sorry, through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last days for all to see. Verse 6. So be truly glad there is, a, there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. That's what I was talking about. There will be trials and stuff in your life, but keep pressing on. These trials will show you, show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far beyond precious, far beyond precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to 
the whole world. Amen. I always say up there, I have hope. I have a destiny. And my destiny one day. And that is for me, even, and I include my wife and my children, and I hope and pray that all these will be there. But it's your personal walk with God. It's your destiny, your hope and destiny one day. And that's to be with God one day, to be with Jesus. And spend, what? Eternity. Eternity. Forever and ever. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Our God. Yes, and that beautiful dear lady that hobbled around in pain at the end in her Christian life, walking around, could hardly walk at times. She has no pain, there's no suffering anymore. Her body is made whole. She is rejoicing up there with the Father in heaven right now. Amen. Where there is a place where there is no more pain, no more suffering, no more loneliness, no more sadness. Because Jesus and God has wiped it all away. Joy, unspeakable joy it speaks of. As we spend in heaven with him. Wow. Doesn't that encourage you today? To keep on doing, keep on working and keep on being faithful to our mighty God because your reward is in heaven. Amen? Your reward is in heaven. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, I'm doing quite well. I've got a bit of time. Yes, I have Lorraine. I have Lorraine. I have a little bit of time and she knows what is coming now. What a mighty God. And that last song, How Great Is Our God. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Come on, sing it with me. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, oh, how great is our God. Amen. Isn't he awesome? What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve, church. That's who we are. We're the children of God. Don't ever doubt yourself. Stay faithful in yourself. Believe in that mighty God. Mate, I tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a witness of it all. My life, I didn't know where I was. My journey, I didn't know where I was when I left school at the age of 14 and a half. I could not read. I could not write. I had a wonderful Christian mother and father. My grandfather, he, was, he became a pastor. 
when the manager and the missionaries left our mission and Aboriginal people started to uh, uh, fight for their own rights and they wanted to take control of their community and run their community, so the government allowed that to happen. But my grandfather and, and two of my other uncles, they, they, God laid the love of people in his, on his heart. So you know what he did in his two other men? They went down to Tarley Bible College, Baptist Bible College down to Karoo were there. And they went and they had their, got their, um, studied the word of God and walked out of there as credential pastors and they walked the highways and byways. Crew were all along the east coast of Australia just going into communities and preaching the gospel. They wasn't paid by anybody. It was only what, what people gave in their offering or, and helped them on their way and put a few pennies in, in their pockets. But these men were so on fire for God. Well, my grandfather came back to Perfilite and he became the pastor there for 40 years. He ministered in his own community. Well, my life growing up, I didn't know, never in my wildest dreams would I be standing here preaching the gospel to you guys here today until one day God spoke to me and he laid it on my heart. And I said, no God, no God. I love singing for you. I, can, I love singing the old hymns and things because my mum sang and she used to make me cry and I said, Lord, I want to be like mum. So he gave me that gift to sing. And I said, I was in my comfort zone there. I was happy there. But no, this little voice says, no, Russell, I want you to go and minister to your people. I want you. No, 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 no. I can't read. I can't write. How am I going to preach to anybody like that? And uh, I want you. And you know, it became so strong on my life. This day I was on my own. I fell on my knees in the lounge room, on the carpet, and I just went down on the floor. And I said, God, if you want me to be what you, I'm thinking you want me to be, you better teach me how to read. You better teach me how to write. And my father had a saying, my God will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you always. He used to say that to me. And I'm going, there, Lord, I'm pressing, touching my ankle. I'm saying, there, that's where I want you. Don't ever leave me, God, if, you, if, I do, if I say yes to this. And on my hands and knees, I said, yes, I will serve you. And I will do what you want me to do. And I had no clue where the journey was going to go after that. But I'll tell you what. I've been on the most exciting journey of my life ever since I made that commitment to serve God with all my heart and all my soul and all my spirit. And to this day, God has supplied our needs and we are on an amazing journey, guys. And that's what it's all about. Make that commitment today to him. Say, yes, God, I will serve you. And I will do what you want me to do. And I tell you what, you'll be thinking back five, ten years later and go, wow, did I do that? Did I do that? Did I say that? Did I become that? Praise God. I'm just going to 
close on that. But I'm just going to say to you, please take that challenge in, in mind, on your heart today. Hear that voice which God speaks to you. And let him have his way. And I'll tell you what, you won't look back anymore. You will start a whole beginning of life that you never dreamed. God bless you. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.